What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Primetime Sports Podcast, hosted by Joey Miller. So I just recorded an episode recapping weeks two and three of the NFL season. Now I'm going to preview each game of the week four slate of the NFL and give you guys a quick rundown of all of my picks for my pick this week and who I think is going to win each game with a touchdown score in each game, just for fun as well. I think it's fun to predict who's going to score in each one. So I'm going to predict a touchdown score in each one like I did in week two and week one. Unfortunately, I didn't get to record in week three, but I would have been wrong with a good amount of picks anyways. I didn't see the Cardinals winning that game over the Cowboys. I didn't see the Ravens losing to the Colts, and I also didn't see Jacksonville losing to Houston in that one. So I would have been wrong about a good amount of picks in that one. I don't think really anybody saw those three teams winning with the Colts, Texans, and Cardinals winning those games in week one. But now I'll give you guys my thoughts on each game in week four of the NFL. We'll start off with Thursday Night Football. The Detroit Lions heading to Green Bay tonight. On Thursday night, I think the Packers win this one. I think it'll be a close game, though. I think the Packers win this one 24-23. And my touchdown scorer is Jameer Gibbs. It looks like David Montgomery will be playing in this one. But I think I'm going to go with Jameer Gibbs as my touchdown scorer. He hasn't scored yet in his NFL career in the first three games. I think tonight will be his first touchdown in the NFL. I think if you look at it, the Packers do have some guys coming back tonight that are important pieces to their team, including Christian Watson, a wide receiver, has been out the first three weeks of the season. He should be limited in tonight's game. I don't think he's going to get the full bulk of reps at the wide receiver position in this one, but I'm sure he's going to go out there and try to make a couple plays for Jordan Love. Also, the Packers' backfield will also have Aaron Jones back, which is a big add considering how good he was in the first week of the season. He's been out the last couple weeks with an injury. Next up, we have a Sunday morning game in London. This game will be at Wembley Stadium in London, and that is between the Atlanta Falcons and Jacksonville Jaguars. I think the Jaguars won a close one in this one, 27-23. Although I do like the Falcons this year a lot, they are 2-1 to start the season. They're not really as desperate for a win right now. Jacksonville needs this win considering they're 1-2. Just lost this past week to Houston. So I think Jacksonville is going to be hungry in this one. So I'm going to give them a close win, 27-23. And my touchdown scorer, I'm going to go with Calvin Ridley. I think Jacksonville's offense will bounce back overseas in this one in London. As I said, this game will be 9.30 a.m. on Sunday morning. And then there's another touchdown pick I'm going to give, which I was going to give only one for every game. But in this one, I'm going to give two. I'm going to pick... Atlanta Falcons wide receiver Drake London to score a touchdown in this one. So Drake London can score a touchdown in London. Why not? Be pretty funny to see if you see London scores in London. We'll see what the case may be, but I'm rooting for London to score. I also have a couple fantasy teams, so for that reason as well, it would be nice to see him score a touchdown. But my two touchdown scores in this game, Calvin Ridley and Drake London, both the wide receiver ones in their respective offenses in this game. Next up, we have the Dolphins heading to Buffalo. I think the Dolphins get a win here. It'll be an upset game for the Dolphins if they pull out a win, but the Dolphins look great on the season. Buffalo looked good the last couple weeks after struggling in week one, but I think the Dolphins have an upset win here. I think the Dolphins win this one 30-27, and my touchdown scorer is rookie running back Devon Chain, who had a big week last week versus the Denver Broncos. I think he has another big week this week against Buffalo. Next up, we have the Broncos at the Bears, and I think this is another upset game for me. I think the Chicago Bears win this one 27-23. This would be their first win since October of 2022. But they're playing against Denver, who gave up 70 points last week to Miami's offense, which I know Miami's offense is much better than Chicago's offense, and Justin Fields has really struggled this season. But the Bears did put up 10 points in the fourth quarter against Kansas City, which, once again, like I mentioned in my last episode, it's not a crazy fourth quarter, but they had a couple good offensive drives in garbage time to get some points. Maybe that builds some confidence for this week at home versus Denver. And they're facing a Denver team that was depleted in this game against Miami. They didn't care at all, showed no effort. And they're both 0-3. So both teams are 0-3 at this point. And I think with this Denver team, there's a lack of hustle and a lack of effort. I think the Chicago Bears win this one 27-23. And my touchdown scorer is DJ Moore. Next up, we have the Ravens at the Browns. The Ravens are underdogs in this one. 
They lost last week to the Indianapolis Colts, which was very disappointing. I think they win this game against Cleveland. I'm going to give the Ravens the win 28-24. My touchdown scorer for the Ravens is Lamont Jackson touchdown run. I think he's very capable of running the ball very well against Cleveland's defense. Even though Cleveland's defense has looked very good to start the season, they made it very hot on Tennessee's offense last week to move the ball at all. And they also made it hot on Pittsburgh on Monday Night Football as well on offense, even though the Steelers beat them on Monday Night Football in Week 2. The Steelers' defense really carried them for a win over the Browns in that game. But I think the Ravens are capable of moving the ball on Cleveland. They're a very good defense. Also, four touchdowns might be a lot, but I think they're capable of winning this one 28-24. My touchdown scorer is Lamar Jackson touchdown run. Next up, we have the Bengals at the Tennessee Titans. I think the Bengals win this one. I think it'll be a close game, though. 23-20. Tennessee's coming off a bad game against Cleveland. They really couldn't move the ball at all on offense. And the Bengals are coming off their first win of the season on Monday Night Football over the Rams. I think I'll go with a close one in this one, as I said, 23-20. And my touchdown scorer will be Jamar Chase. I think he catches his first touchdown of the season from Joe Burrow, who is still hurt. He's still struggling with his calf injury, but he pushed through it for a win on Monday Night Football. I think Tennessee isn't really going anywhere this season. I think it's only a matter of time until Ryan Tannehill is benched, and then they have either Will Levis or Malik Willis start for them at the quarterback position. I know Willis got some chances at the end of last season in the last few games of the year to show what he could do. Didn't really show that much promise in those games. He looked very good in the preseason for the Titans, and I would probably start him, though, over Levis if it came down between those two guys. But I know Levis hasn't really gotten the opportunity to show what he could do in the NFL yet, so maybe the Titans would just go with Levis in that situation just to give him an opportunity before making a decision of who they're really going to want to go with in the future between Levis and Willis. Next up, we have the Rams at the Colts. It looks like the Colts will have Anthony Richardson back, which is a big add to their offense. He's coming back from a concussion. Also, another play coming back from a concussion is Jalen Waddle. He will be playing on Sunday, it looks like, for Miami. So that's a guy I forgot to mention when I was previewing that Bills-Dolphins game. But in this Rams-Colts game, though, it would be big to have Anthony Richardson back for the Colts. Zach Moss has looked very good on the ground. I think the Rams win this one, though. This is their last game that they'll probably not have Cooper Cup. He should be back in Week 5, which at least I hope. So if Cooper Cup's coming back from that hamstring injury, that'll be a big add to their offense next week. If they find a way to win this one in a 2-2 two and two in the first four games of the season with Cooper Cup coming back, that would be huge. Hopefully, Matt Stafford has a better game in this one. He really struggled, uh, especially with pressure. He got pressured heavily in that game on Monday night against the Bengals. I think he was sacked five times in that one, if I mentioned that right in the last episode. But I think the Rams win this one 24-21. And my touchdown scorer in this game is Tyler Higby. Next up, we have the Bucks at the Saints. I think the Saints win this one. I think it'd be a very close one, though, 20-17. to 17. The Bucs didn't really look great on Monday night versus the Eagles. The Eagles found a way to really shut them down on offense. The Eagles' defense is very good, very talented. They found a way to make things very hot on Bacon Mayfield in the Bucs' offense. In that game on Monday night, Bacon Mayfield finished just 15-25 to 25 passing with 146 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. Rashad White really struggled. He actually had a fumble in this game. 14 carries to 38 yards. Also added in three catches to 24 yards. He could be a good potential buy-low candidate for people in fantasy football, considering he hasn't really had a great game the last two weeks and did have a tough fumble on Monday night versus Philly. Mike Evans did have a good game, though. Five catches for 60 yards and a touchdown. As for the Eagles, Jalen Hurts didn't have his best game. 277 passing yards, which was very good. One touchdown. Did have two interceptions in this one. DeAndre Swift, though, was great as a lead back. 16 carries for 130 yards. Also added in a catch for eight yards in this one. Kenneth Gainwell did a 14 carries for 43 yards, which so is two less carries than DeAndre Swift had in this one. But I think it's clear that DeAndre Swift is the better back. It seems like he should be the guy going forward for them on offense. So in this game, though, Bucks at Saints, which I know I got a little bit sidetracked there, recapping what happened on Monday night. 
I think the Bucs lose this one. I think it'd be a very close game, though. Both teams are 2-1 and one in this matchup. I think the Saints win this one, though, 20-17. It looks like Derek Carr won't be playing in this one with an AC joint sprain. That's a big loss for the Saints on offense. It looks like Jameis Winston will be the starter for them going up against his former team. I think Winston's capable of moving the ball downfield and scoring a couple touchdowns. I think it'll be a lowest-scoring game. I'll go with the Saints winning this one 20-17. And I'll go with my touchdown scorer being Rashad White in this one. Next up, we have the Commanders at the Eagles. The Commanders are coming off a tough game against Buffalo, a game they got blown out. Buffalo's looked very good over the last couple weeks. But I think Washington's offense can try to move the ball against Philly, even though Tampa Bay did have a tough time on Monday night. I think if the Commanders can find a way to get the ball to Jahan Dotson and Terry McLaurin's hands, I think they can be dangerous on offense. Sam Howell did struggle with three interceptions on Sunday. Like I mentioned in my preview before the season started, I thought that Sam Hall would have a good year touchdowns-wise. thought he would throw a good amount of picks as well. And he's struggling on the air, just three touchdowns in the air with five interceptions. Does also have a rushing touchdown as well. So four total touchdowns and five interceptions. Not the best start to the year for Sam Howell. But I'd like to see him try to get the ball to Dotson and McLaurin a little bit more. I think this game will be a little bit closer than people are thinking it's going to be. I think the Eagles win this one, though, 30-24. to And my touchdown score on this one, I'm going to go with DeAndre Swift getting a touchdown in this game against Washington. Next up, we have the Vikings at the Panthers. The Vikings are 0-3 to start the season. Not the best start to the year for them. And it hasn't been Kirk Cousins' fault. He's looked very good to start the season. The offense has found a way to move the ball consistently down the field. It's really their defense that's been struggling. They are 0-3 now in one-score games. Something that they really excelled in last season was one-score games. They were 11-0 in one-score games last season. They are 0-3 to start this season. So that's obviously a big transition there for them, considering how good they were last year in those games. For the Panthers, they're 0-3 to start the year as well, so another 0-3 team going up against an 0-3 team here. But if you look at it, the Panthers had Andy Dalton start a quarterback for them last week versus Seattle. They lost the game 37-27, but Dalton looked pretty good. 34-58 passing, 58% for completion percentage, 361 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Also adding in two carries for 11 yards in this game. But he looked pretty good, Dalton. He looked a lot more comfortable in that offense than Bryce Young has, which Bryce Young is a rookie quarterback in an offense that really wasn't expected to do really too much. It's a little bit easier for Dalton to step in, especially considering how much experience he has in the NFL. So Dalton did look a lot more comfortable in that offense. We'll see what Dalton looks like this week if he ends up starting. It seems like Bryce Young may be back in this game for week four. So we'll see what the case may be. But in this game, regardless if it's Dalton starting or Bryce Young starting, I think the Vikings win this one 27-20. I think if Dalton plays, though, I think it'd be a little bit closer, maybe 27-23 or 27-24. But I'm going to go with 27-20 with the expectation that Bryce Young will be playing in this one. And I think for the Vikings, I think they're a little bit more desperate right now. The Panthers didn't have expectations to go to the playoffs this year. I know a lot of people thought they could surprise a little bit in the NFC South and maybe make a run for the division. But I don't think really anybody had them making a run deep in the playoffs or anything. As for the Vikings, though, they were a playoff team last season. Won 13 games in the regular season with 11 of those being one-score games. So I think if you look at it... I think the Vikings are a little bit more desperate for a win right now, so I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt, have them win 27-20, and my touchdown scorer in this game, if my touchdown scorer, I'm going to go with Jordan Addison of the Vikings. Next up, we have the Steelers at the Texans. The Steelers are coming off a big win against the Raiders, 23-18. As for the Texans, they're coming off a big win as well, a very big surprise win over Jacksonville last week. that They won pretty handedly. CJ Stroud has looked very good so far in his rookie campaign, which I'm excited to see him and Dell continue to find their connection. As for the Steelers, though, their offense really hasn't completely opened up yet, like a lot of people expect them to, especially considering how good they were in the preseason. I think this will be a very close game. I think Houston's capable of an upset win in this one, but I'm going to go with the Texans losing a very close one here, 24-21. And for my touchdown scorer, 
I'm going to go with CJ Stroud with a touchdown pass to tank down in this one. I think the connection will continue to grow strong. I think at the end of the day, I think Stroud and Dell really just learning this season. I think this Texans team, though, is built to be a really good competitive team years to come from now. But I think this year they're still building. I think Stroud will throw two touchdowns in this game and maybe 250 yards. And he hasn't thrown an interception yet, which is pretty impressive. Four touchdowns, no picks so far in his NFL career. Next up, we have the Raiders at the Chargers. The Raiders are coming off a tough loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers, and there's a lot going on with the Raiders right now. Devontae Adams seems to not be happy. He recently said that the Raiders have to do something to establish a winning culture, and then also Max Crosby is upset with the direction of the team as well. Both of them making the argument that they don't have any time to waste. They don't really want to wait around considering how good they both are, and they're both in their primes right now. Max Crosby and Devontae Adams can be difference makers on contenders and make them even go more over the top considering how good both of them are at their respective positions. It seems like there's a chance maybe the Raiders end up moving on from Devontae Adams. They gave up a lot to go out and get him, especially money-wise, but maybe at the end of the day, it would be the best for the team. If they lose this week and maybe lose a couple more games, maybe they trade him at the trade deadline. And there's a good amount of teams that are interested in Devontae Adams, including the 49ers, the Cowboys, the Browns, all of those teams are interested in maybe bringing him in, maybe even the Lions as well, they're saying. So we'll see what the case may be there. As of now, I think he's going to be with the Raiders. I mean, unless they continue to really go downhill and they don't win any games before the trade deadline and they're completely out of things when that comes around, maybe they end up moving him, but I think they'll keep him as the way things stand right now. I think this year's trade deadline is going to be interesting, though. You could see Devontae Adams may potentially moved. And then also, I think Ryan Tano could be on the move as well. I already mentioned Jonathan Taylor in my last episode. I think he'll be moved by Indianapolis at some point. I think Ryan Tano could be potentially moved at some point. Maybe the New York Jets go out and try to get him and maybe make him their starting quarterback, let's say, by week five or week six. That's really a hot take. I don't think the Titans are going to move off from that quick. But maybe by week seven, week six or week seven, right around the trade deadline, maybe the Jets go out and try to get Ryan Tano, considering he's a free agent after this year's over. And maybe they just say, screw it. Let's see what we could do with him at quarterback rather than Zach Wilson. So I got a little bit sidetracked there when trying to talk about the Raiders-Chargers game. I think the Raiders will be in this game. They are an underdog in this one, but I think they're capable of winning. I'm going to go with the Raiders winning this one 28-24. The Chargers did show a lot of promise in their game last week, beating the Vikings. But they also could have lost that game as well. Two 0-3 teams going at it. They could have easily have lost that game considering they went for it on 4th and 1 in their own territory with under two minutes to go. They end up turning the ball over there, and the Vikings can't convert inside the red zone to try to win that game with a touchdown. But I think the Raiders are better than what they've shown over the last few weeks. I think they win this game. I think it'd be a very close one, though. I'm going to go with the Raiders winning this one, 28-24. Maybe even closer than that, maybe like a 24-23, 27-24 game. I think the Raiders will be in this one, even if they lose. I think it'd be a close game. But I like the Raiders to win this one. They need this win. They're 1-2. This game's big for them to try to get back to 500. The same thing goes with the Chargers. They're 1-2 as well. Both teams have had coaches that have been questionable in their tenures as head coaches in the NFL. So it's really a similar game. Both teams one and two in similar positions. But I think if you look at this Chargers team, a little bit more pressure is on them to win this game, considering more people had expectations on them to make the playoffs this season than people did for the Raiders. But at the end of the day, both these teams one and two, both of them trying to get back to 500. I think it'd be a very close game. As I said, I'm going to go with the Raiders winning this one, something like 28-24. And my touchdown score in this one, I'm going to go with Devontae Adams. Next up, we have the Patriots at the Cowboys. The Cowboys coming off a tough loss to Arizona, a very surprised win by the Arizona Cardinals. The Patriots are coming off a very close win over the Jets, a game where the Patriots had a chance to put the Jets away in the fourth quarter three times to try to get a first down, not punt the ball back to the Jets. But lo and behold, the Patriots had three chances with around four minutes to go to try to get a first down. They punted the ball back to the Jets three times in that time window, giving the Jets three chances to try to go down the field, either tie the game or win the game. And at the end of the day, the Patriots somehow were able to squeak out a win against Zach Wilson and the Jets. An offense that really struggled moving the ball. 
I think with this Cowboys team, though, I think it's going to be much different. The Cowboys defense is very good. And even though they had a tough week last week versus Arizona, they're going to be hungry to go out there and get a win, especially at home in this one. I'm going to go with the Cowboys winning this one 30-20. And my touchdown score in this game, I'm going to go with Tony Pollard. Next up, we have the Cardinals at the 49ers. The Cardinals coming off a big win over the Cowboys. Very surprised win for them. I think if you look at that Cardinals team, nobody really expected them to do much this season. I think I had them having the first overall pick in the 2024 NFL Draft. And they found a way to be competitive in all three games this season. They had a lead in all three games in the fourth quarter this year with a chance to win. The Giants game against them, they found a way to lose. Really blew a three-touchdown lead in the second half, which was tough. They could have won week one versus Washington. And then the same goes this week against the Cowboys. That game, they found a way to win, though. So three leads in the fourth quarter, and they are 1-2 and two to start the year. I think they're a lot more competitive than people gave them credit for. So credit to Jonathan Gannon. I think he's a very good coach. From what I've seen, they play very hard for him. I think they'll be in this game more than people are giving them credit for. I think the 49ers are the better team, though, considering they're very good on offense, defense, special teams. All the way around, the 49ers are a very solid team. So I think they win this one 30-21. But I think it'll be a little bit closer than people are giving the Arizona Cardinals credit for. Even though they don't really have that great of a roster, they play hard, though, for Jonathan Gannon. And Josh Dobbs has looked pretty good so far in the first three games of the season. So my touchdown score in this one, I'll roll with George Kittle catching a touchdown in this one. Then for Sunday Night Football, we have the Chiefs at the New York Jets. The Chiefs are favored in this game for a reason. Zach Wilson has struggled so far as the starter quarterback for the Jets this season. He did find a way for them to win week one over the Buffalo Bills, but the Bills did turn the ball over four times in that game. With three of them being in the second half by Josh Allen, a lot of those being extra chances for the Jets to get back in that one. So it's a big reason the Bills lost to the Jets in week one. The Jets offense has struggled, as we saw last week versus the Patriots. The Jets offense struggles to move the ball down the field. Just 171 yards on offense last week versus the Patriots. The Patriots had 358. So it's a big difference maker in that game. But if you look at the scores, only 15 to 10. That's where I think the Cowboys are going to beat the Patriots by two scores in this one on Sunday. As for the Chiefs-Jets game, I think the Chiefs win this one. I'm going to go with the score of 30-17. to 17. I think they win handedly in this one by two scores. And watch out for Taylor Swift. She'll be at this game. That'll be a big thing they're going to be covering on Sunday Night Football. Is Taylor Swift being there in a suite, probably with the Kelsey family yet again? And my touchdown score, I'm going to go with Travis Kelsey. He had a touchdown against the Bears to make it a 41 to nothing game. They kept him in a lot of the way through the third quarter to try to get him a touchdown score. I think they're going to be looking for him in this game as well. And obviously the NFL will love that too. If they can get Travis Kelsey a touchdown and show Taylor Swift celebrating, that's obviously going to bring a lot of attention to the game. And so now I'm going to transition to talking about Monday Night Football, which I'm going to give a full preview on that probably this weekend between the Giants and the Seahawks. But I'll give you a quick rundown of what I think is going to happen in the game. I think the Giants win this one 20-17. It's at MetLife Stadium, just like Sunday Night Football. Monday Night Football will also be at MetLife Stadium, just like the beginning of the season. The Giants were Sunday Night Football at MetLife Stadium versus Dallas. And then Monday Night Football was the Jets hosting the Buffalo Bills. And the same goes this weekend. You got the Jets hosting on Sunday Night Football rather than Monday Night Football like they did in Week 1. They'll be hosting the Kansas City Chiefs. And the Giants on Monday Night Football will be hosting the Seahawks. I think the Giants win this one. I think it'll be a close game, though. I'm going to go with the Giants winning this one 20-17. And my touchdown scorer in this game, I think if Gary Brightwell is the lead back for the Giants, if Saquon Barkley's out, I think he will score a touchdown in this one. But let's say Saquon Barkley's back somehow, some way, which we should know probably when I do a preview of the game in a few days. We'll know if Saquon Barkley's going to play or not. If Saquon ends up playing, Brightwell probably won't get that opportunity to score a touchdown. And in that case, I would change my touchdown scorer to Darren Waller. I think he's due for a big game with Daniel Jones. And now to close out the episode, I'm going to give... A full outline of my dream fantasy football lineup for the week. Who I think is going to be the top scorer at quarterback. Who I think is going to be the top two scorers at the running back and wide receiver positions. 
who's going to be the top tight end, who's going to be the top flex play, and who's going to be the leading scorer on defense and at the kicker position in fantasy football this weekend. So I'll start off with the quarterback. I think Tua Tagovailoa will be the leading quarterback in fantasy football this weekend. I think my RB1 in fantasy football overall will be B. John Robinson. I think he's going to have a big game in London against Jacksonville. My RB2 will be Kyron Williams. At wide receiver one, I think Tyreek Hill is the pick. I think it's very hard to go up against him being the wide receiver one considering how good he's been for the first three weeks of the season. My wide receiver two is Calvin Ridley. I think the Jaguars in their offense will have a bounce back game this weekend in London. So I'm going to go with Calvin Ridley being my wide receiver two overall in fantasy football. At tight end, I think Darren Waller is the guy this week for me. I think he breaks up for the Giants on Monday Night Football. The Giants need this win. They're 1-2 to start the season. This is a big game for them. It could be a big deciding factor of whether or not the Giants make the playoffs. If you're 1-3 after the first four games of the season, your chances of making the playoffs definitely go downhill rather than if you're 2-2. So I think the Giants need this win. I think Waller steps up for the Giants offense. At the flex position, I think Tank Dell is the guy here. I think if you look at what he's done the last couple weeks with C.J. Stroud, even though they're going up against a tough Pittsburgh Steelers defense, I think they're capable of connecting for a touchdown, and that's Stroud and Dell. So I'm going to go with Tank Dell being my flex play there. As for the top defense, I'm going to go with the Eagles versus Washington. The Eagles defense probably will make some big plays against Washington's offense considering how good the defensive line is and then also how poor the offensive line is for Washington. I think the Eagles could be in for a big day on defense. And then if you look at the kicker position, this is a tough one to pick considering nobody knows who's going to be good week in and week out at the kicker position in fantasy football. But I think Jason Sanders will be my pick here. I think one guy is Jake Moody. That's probably an easy pick. But I'm going to go with an underdog pick here. I'm going to go with Jason Sanders. I think Miami-Buffalo will be a high-scoring game. I think it comes down to a field goal at the end. And I think at the end of the day, Jason Sanders will be that guy splitting the uprights for the win for Miami. So I'll go with him as my leading kicker in fantasy football this weekend. Anyways, I will conclude this episode. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen to this. As always, I appreciate it, and I hope you guys have a good one. Take it easy, and take care. Thank you.